Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who all bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. It's that simple, folks, and this week is no different. Episode number 58, Cincuenta y Ocho, featuring the multi-talented Nikki Jarecki. Nikki does work with Off Color Brewing in Chicago, Illinois, and we had an opportunity to speak with her. Really excited to share her story, how she's a teacher, how she's involved in the community, mural work, what project she was currently working on when we talked to her. Really just a bunch of exciting stuff, and it's a really great opportunity to, to speak to her. It was also really cool because very rarely do we get a chance to meet the artist before. Really just kind of found out who she was. We connected, and I happened to be in town. We got together, and I'm trying to schedule and make it happen ever since. So this will be the last episode of season number five. We have one other artist, which we hopefully will be able to get on in future seasons, or when we upload it, we'll, we'll call it season five, but it'll probably be a, you know a higher number episode. That's just kind of administrative stuff. So really excited about that. If you are looking to find out more information about Nikki, I would go to her Instagram. You can kind of follow along her different adventures. It's N-I-K-K-I-J-A-R-E-C-K-I, Nikki Jarecki. Off Color Brewing, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to the 16-ounce canvas. 16ozcanvas.com is our website. 16ozcanvas is our social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And much love to all those folks using the 16ozcanvas. Tic-tac-toe, hashtag, number sign. It is growing, and it's really fun and exciting, and just really great to see what everybody's working on. We've been able to connect with a few folks because of that, and look for them to be part of our Season 7 announcement. We're probably about three quarters away through Season 7. We've been a little preoccupied with the Art of Craft Beer Gallery Show, which you know we dropped the, the save the date. will be July 14th through the 29th at the Keller uh, Liddell Gallery in New Haven, Connecticut. Look for more information, website, first round of artist announcements, and we'll take it from there. So we'd love the opportunity to meet all of you in 3D. And through this adventure, we've been really blessed to meet some great people, and that only will continue to grow. So like I said, we're listening to episode number 58, Cincuenta y Ocho, and it is a good one. So without further ado, we're just going to get right into it. We're just going to just get at it. Jump into it, see what comes of it. You're going to enjoy this one. So here we go, folks. Nikki Jarecki, Off Color Brewing, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. Not the 14 or 15 or the 17, but the 16-ounce canvas. Like, no, I don't think I was going to get that reference. Can't be seven-minute abs. It's got to be six. But anyway, 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us, checking in from Chicago, Nikki Jerichi. 
She is the illustrator, artist, and designer for Off Color Brewing and is really excited to finally be able to connect. Uh, she's been kind of all over traveling and you know bringing different uh, different styles and murals and all sorts of crazy projects across the uh, across the country so we we're able to be able to track her down and so we're really excited to, to finally reconnect Nikki. So thank you so much. Thank you, AJ. I want to clarify, I am only the illustrator or an artist for Off Color Brewing. We have another person on the artist on the team, like that does all of the computer stuff. Okay. All right. So well, it's really cool. I can I can draw and he yeah. And he um does all the editing and all the, you know, formatting. So his name is Tim Breen. There we go. Timmy, we, we appreciate it. Yeah, a good uh I don't know how to yeah, I, I've come to learn more about vectoring and what needs to happen for it to, to get come to life. So that's a whole nother another podcast I think that people could get into. But yeah, I've I've come to appreciate that myself. I, I tried to download Illustrator and it was a disaster. So um, Yeah. And I've I've come to also learn that you're the first. Everyone is so humble and appreciative of others, like who are artists. Like if they don't, if someone else is doing something, people and it's it's such a nice thing. But people never take credit for other people. So and they're more like promoting others and appreciative. Appreciative, excuse me. So it's uh, I wouldn't uh, expect anything else. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Tim does a lot of really awesome stuff, and he. We've been working together the entire time for this brand, which is really awesome. Like right after the first logo, he came on board and he came from Intelligentsia where he was working full time for quite some time, like six or seven years, I think. Um, And he worked on the brand with one other designer and did some really cool stuff there. So I learned a lot from him and we do other collaborative projects, um, some stuff for charity. Now we're doing, some pizza slices for Bibu Pizzeria that's pretty close to the tap room that we just opened. And we don't have food available at the tap room. So that's like, I think probably like 90% of people who are hungry get some pizza from there. So they're doing this thing where they, they made a couple pizza sliced pieces boards and kind of shot it up to artists that they, that they appreciate around the neighborhood and we're painting and then we're going to display them there and auction them off at the end of the year. That's great. Yeah. And I think that just to say that you were just a, you know, the artist, I mean, you do so much, you're, you're a teacher, you work on murals. I mean, you're definitely, and then the, the work you do for, you know, just kind of being socially conscious and what have you. I mean, it's, it's, it's very limiting to just to put it down to one thing, but you're very, very busy not only in the craft beer community but in the, the community as a whole so i just wanted to take the opportunity to kind of applaud you for that because i think art makes the world a better place but people like yourself really kind of just who have that positivity and not only impact you know the way things look but how people act and treat each other i think is really something that should be commended so i wanted to let you know that yeah thanks aj i appreciate that yeah the teacher part of me um, it's something that I didn't realize I would develop so passionately, but it really has become my primary artistic practice, developing curriculum and working with students on social justice projects, just empowering them through art making and using art as a, as a weapon, as a tool for social justice. It's really important. 
Yeah, and, I get, and yeah. you're and we said as we said before you're based in Chicago, which I think is uh, you know appears a lot in the the national discussion. I th- it's one of my favorite places in the country, but to you know the realities of you know the the social discourse and kind of the at times division you know that is part of that you know day to day to to ignore that would be you know would be would not be doing it the proper service it deserves right yeah absolutely and i work with um inner city youth in a neighborhood called pilsen and a lot of the you know and let's talk about politics but the political climate right now is really affecting them and a lot of them are recent um immigrants from mexico uh, their families or they themselves have recently immigrated. And it's, you know, it's an emotional topic and art can really be therapeutic for them and empower them. That's the, that's the goal. I can't ignore that. Can't ignore what's happening. And it's just a perfect way to help them express themselves and, and, and to see how it affects them is really, uh, it's really great, <laughs> you know, because they actually do get to that point where we can put up a mural. I put up murals with my students, um, put that up and see the way that the community appreciates it and reacts to it and how that can create discourse. Um, yeah, that's, that's the idea. And it doesn't have to be a big deal, but it's not always such a big deal with what we do. You know, we also do some smaller scale projects and you know, I've been working with them on like clay sculptures, but when we do dig into the deeper stuff, it's really satisfying. Yeah, and I again, it's not a political podcast, but I think that art expresses so much. And while we connected with you because of you know off color uh, brewing, I think that it's just really important the way that people, the choices people make with their art, and to impact because a lot of times the, the big pushback or the questions from some artists who we've yet to kind of rope in to do this is that you can kind of tell like to talk about themselves is not really what they're like really cool like keen on or just feel uncomfortable and art speaks mm-hmm. for art speaks and says so much for so many and so especially for those who maybe you know are not native or you know the language if they were trying if you were to ask them that question and they were trying to express it it might not emote the same feelings but if they can connect with art and use, you know, imagery and colors and just express it that way. It's amazing when you realize it and then you look at it and it's, you know, a child or somebody younger who probably couldn't uh, eloquently, quote unquote, you know, say what they really want. But it's just when they find that connection, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So to really support that is really makes, it really makes a big difference. Absolutely. And when you kind of point out to the fact that I'm working as, an illustrator and my work is putting, you know, somebody's product out in the world and selling it, I can have that conversation with my students and show them that, you know, it's possible to kind of work on a project like this. And then like you, it's easy. Like, you know, we do some screen printing, we put that out there, let's sell it, you know, kind of showing them ways that they can have a hustle is cool. And showing them this, process of how I begin a project from whatever problem is how I like to frame it. I say, okay, we have this problem we have to solve. This is what my client wants. This is how I approach it. This is how I start to kind of mock it up and, you know, look at all, look at all the steps, look at all the times I failed along the way. And then here we go. This is what we're going to use, you know, and for them, it's just kind of cool, you know, seeing all those sketches 
sketchy, you know, erased failures and then seeing that part that kind of clicks. Um, lets them feel a little bit more comfortable making mistakes. And, you know, that applies to everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, failures and mistakes are, you know, uh, you know, there's those sports analogies, right? You miss every you miss every shot that you don't take. So it's just yeah, and I think that I, yeah, one of the things that comes up a lot is kind of that process or learning about the you know to get to that point and you know the mistakes or trying to present things and you might be a great drawer, but you have to be able to still present it and you know and verbalize your vision and where things are going or why you're making this choice and so to really have you as an advocate who's someone who's doing it right you know that teachers get the awful shitty you know those who can't teach my wife's a teacher so i just want to punch her (laughs) i'm I'm not a violent person but i would like to you know you know passively punch them in the face if that's a that's an that's an action thing when they say that you know so i just yeah i'm really uh teachers and you know those who selflessly advocate for others are huge you know huge point of uh you know pride for me yeah cool Awesome. awesome. So, yeah, yeah, it's nice to talk about. And also to kind of think about how it does tie in. I mean, our work is kind of children's book illustration style most of the time. That's the influence. So thinking about that and communicating on that level and kind of drawing that line between what's out there now, like what's, you know, just like with a style, it, it kind of has that, you know, it's framed. The first one is framed. Let's just start from this. This will be the simplest way to kind of put it. The first one was troublesome. And um, I was working on that in Scurry when we were just like wrapping everything up with like just thinking of the brand and the guys were wrapping up the, the brewery production. They were like, okay, we've got these two that we're going to be making all the time. Let's talk about this brand and how we're going to build it. And the first thing was John's affinity for children's books and where the wild things are. So that's obviously where I've heard of that one. I've heard of that one. (laughs) It's going to be very popular. It's going to be very popular. It's going to take off with the kids. Yeah. It's got a good, good good potential. Kids love love it. Um, (laughs) So we made it. It was like the mouse who we call mischief is taming the wild yeast in the tank. And in the children's book, he was taming the wild beasts. So ah, it's like well, directly took that. Yeah. A little subtle. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know, don't mind being loud and proud, you know. So that children's book illustration, I was like, cool. You know, this is even... It's simple, and it definitely does translate then to our what we're about. I, lo- I yeah. love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, so that's like our off-color teaser. We're gonna get to that, but I want to rewind the tape a little bit and kind of get the you know the Nikki story. Like, how do, you know what's your? How did you fall in love with art, or what, you know when did you kind of realize that this was was your passion? And then kind of we can fill in some of the gaps. Okay, cool. So when I realized art was my passion. Or just kind of, yeah, like kind of like, yeah, like Nikki growing up, like, you know, where, you know, 
Um, yeah, we're not actually going to rewind the tape. I just kind of wanted to like talk about you and how we got to where we are. You know, how when were you always drawing? You know, in in school, or is it something that you know? Yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So when I was in, actually, when I was twelve years old, eleven and twelve, I think, is when I started taking these classes at Northland College in northern Wisconsin. I grew up around like Ashland, Washburn, Bayfield area on Lake Superior. It's pretty isolated, but we have it's great like college community. Northern College brought in brings in a lot of hippies from all over the world and so then there's culture and we had a coffee shop that I would hang out at quite a bit growing up and like was really influenced by creative people there. And also, um, yeah, when I was like 11, I started taking classes called College for Kids. And one of the classes was a painting class. And I was like, oh, I do this now. (laughs) And that's when I started being interested in it. And I just used it as something to do, like something to focus on that for me felt felt like I could be successful with, you know, I would sit down and just kind of have this, like, what am I interested in? I was in, interested in horses because I was a little girl in the country. So it was one of my favorite things, like horses and different animals. I would draw them, watch nature documentaries and kind of work on some sketches and then paint them like on the floor of my bedroom when I was growing up. Then I went to um, college in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. And I was going to major in urban forestry, which changed when I realized that I could major in art and like actually felt supported doing that by, by some people in, in my community. So like, like some people in the dorms, they were like, you're drawing with us. You should come check out a live, like life drawing class and just draw. And then some of the art teachers saw what I was doing and they were encouraging and supportive. So I thought, you know what, I really like doing this more than like, you know, urban planning and climbing trees and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe I should change gears. And I did it. I followed my heart and I did it and people freaked out. But like people in my life, my family and stuff, they're like, what are you doing? You can't be an artist. You're not going to make any money, you know? And I still hear that from them, but they kind of refuse to admit that they're wrong. <laughs> they still have these pictures that artists are not going to be successful, and it's just super outdated. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I kept doing that. I went to school for painting. And then after that, I thought I was going to work in galleries because I had some experience with gallery work. Then I went to Japan and discovered I like teaching. I was teaching English there and came back and kind of fused my two passions. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's great. No, that's a good, I like how you just added the Japan thing, like the 11th, like the 11th hour. Like, yeah, then I went to Japan, became a teacher, came back and then it was all worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's so great. No, I I had a friend do that and it was like, it was a life changing experience for him too. He's not a teacher anymore, but he just said it was just amazing to do that. Oh, it's so important to get out of your comfort zone and 
Yeah, I really like to I've, travel. I really like to be go to Asia. That's one of our like my you know the Great Wall and you know go to Japan and just you know obviously they're not in the same country. But um, well, actually, if you're listening and you don't know that, then just please pause the podcast and. Go, <laughs> go to google and come back later because if you think that yeah anyway but but yeah no i, I just think it's i mean i people i, I think that have I, I agree i think that unfortunately in some families or social circles the idea of art or being a designer is kind of like uh and I, I just think now more than ever though it allows people to connect with artists from all over before if you're an artist you really only had like a small net of your, you know, local area that you can impact. But now folks are, can, will fly different artists out to do murals and do work or just, you know, they, your, your reach or your imprint is so much larger. And so I think it's just, I don't know, I think it's never been a better time to be weird, unique, or just true to yourself. You know, and I think that's one of the great things about technology lately. I just think that there's such a vast, vast uh, net you can cast. And so, like, I mean, all, I mean, I've met, I've spoken to folks around the world and like, I'm just a dude doing a podcast in my spare bedroom, you know? So like, I'm psyched, like, and so I can only imagine you know, what, where you're getting requests from. Yeah, it's, it's really cool, especially Instagram, I think is my tool right now to just kind of stay in touch with what people are doing, what artists are creating. And also it's wonderful because people reach out to me on on Instagram and, you know, ask me to do some work for them. Sometimes they get some clients, um, that way, which I didn't really expect, but because I don't post a lot of stuff, I don't really think of it as my portfolio. It's just my life and some of my work, but it's really cool that that can happen. Yeah. You're super humble, Nikki, which I, I, I don't know if you realize, but it's, it's, it's nice because your work is killer. And so, you know, uh, oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we, we we were at a close point where we were gonna have an interview, and then Nikki's like, "I'm in Wisconsin, right? You're doing a mural." You're like, "I'm now in Wisconsin today doing a mural. I won't be back for a couple of days." And it's like every time I check in, it's like, "Oh, now I have to. I want. <laughs> I got this grant. We have to put together this. Uh, you know, this whole show with the kids, and now I'm working on uh, a wedding engagement, event, you know, thing. And so it's yeah, you're." You, they're they're definitely finding you, Nikki. They're definitely finding you, and they're and they're challenging your ideas. So it's cool. Yeah, it's it is cool, and yeah, that mural, that mural um, opportunity was great. It's, it's some badass. friends of mine who moved yeah. to Eau Claire, yeah, and um, opened a cafe and bike shop called Shift. Um, they asked me to come in and do something that's not very Wisconsin. Like, not Wisconsin at all, actually. So, yeah, I threw up some tropical plants and, like, a psychic giraffe bike seat mandala. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and, yeah, and so real yeah. quick, folks, it's it's one word, you know, all together. Nikki uh, Jarecki, N-I-K-K-I-J-A-R-E-C-K-I on Instagram. So make sure you check yeah. that out. Yeah, it's great. It and the draft piece is cool because I you don't see the draft originally, and then you see his little head. But it's just it was it was cool because I'm I'm just every week we do this. I'm blessed to meet people like Nikki and Nikki's actually one of the first artists I've met before we've interviewed, 
and she still decided to to come on the podcast, which is a really I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, right, right, exactly. But no, it was just it, it was cool because you know, and then you're you're out in the desert and you're just you know, you're, you're just having adventures. So if you're not following along on Instagram, you know, just kind of you get to see a good little little sneak peek of uh you know the the fun and hijinks and cool stuff that Nikki's creating. So it's it's a nice little nice little glimpse. It's it's uh it's it's uh it's fun. And we are back. You're listening to Nikki Jarecki, artist and illustrator, Off Color Brewing, Chicago, Illinois. N-I-K-K-I-J-A-R-E-C-K-I on the Instagram. You can follow along with Nikki. See what she's up to for Off Color. Regularly spending time over at the Mousetrap. Love it. A little mischief. A badass mouse. You can find him on on most of the labels. You'll find more information about that a little bit later. But what's great, we're about halfway through the you know the episode and we haven't even gotten into the off-color stuff. Nikki's really interesting, what she's doing for social justice, her passion for teaching, her badass giraffe mural, and just a lot of you know great stories and experiences. So really having a great time. You know, these are you know episodes that we're really proud of. You know, meeting great people. The crew in Chicago, we've really met some, you know, amazing folks. When we look at uh, kind of the traffic for, you know, this for the site and the podcast, you know, Chicago is our number one city. So, you know, we're we're huge, we're huge in Chicago. I think it's just because there's a great art scene there. It's a great city. We've met some, you know, killer folks, you know, uh, present company included. And we definitely would love to, you know, do something in the future there. And we've been, you know, kind of spitballing some ideas once we get things going and kind of uh, locked down for the Art of Craft Beer Gallery here in Connecticut this summer. So stay tuned for more information about that. But you're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer, episode number 58. That's right, folks. Cincuenta y ocho. This will be the last episode of season number five. We'll be kicking off season six next week and continue to rock and roll. Really excited next week. We're having the opportunity to go to the Craft Brewers Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Smashville for all you hockey fans out there. Great music, great beer. Get some hot chicken. It's going to be going to be incredible. So if you are attending... We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to connect in 3D. AJ at 160zcanvas.com is my name or my email address. That would be weird if that was my name. But yeah, get in touch. We'd love the opportunity to meet with everybody. It's going to be you know, a first-time experience for myself. So I'll be rocking you know, the noob flag and it'll be flying high. So come take pity on the noob and uh, get in touch and hopefully we can connect. So we'll have our new... Kind of our, our new travel mic. It just came in uh, yesterday. Really excited about it. We got the new Zoom H. Well, it's not new. I, it, it's new to me. It's like buying a used car or a previously owned model. But we got the Zoom H5. Where we kind of doing a uh, on the scene, maybe on the floor, and just kind of getting people's opinions. We have a couple questions. We'll probably put that together for a you know craft brewers conference uh, episode. Just to get people's people's feedback and opinion we'll see where that goes so who knows 
the drinks will be flowing, and so people's answers will be interesting. But remember, if you want to check us out, I wonder how you got here if you haven't checked us out. Maybe you subscribe to the podcast and you don't know we have a website, but it's 16ozcanvas.com. 16 Canvas on Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter. So get in touch. Love to hear from you. Hopefully you are enjoying yourself because we are doing that. Happy Friday to you. The weekend is upon us. The weather is getting nicer, which means drinking outside, beer gardens, hanging on the porch, the stoop, the park, picnic benches, hammocks. Oh, it's going to be great. Present company, you know, I have to rock a little SPSF 100 when it comes. But uh, other than that, other than the fact that I am extremely pale, I look forward to the warm weather. I am a spring and fall versus a summer winter kind of guy. So look, just dropping fun facts for you all over the place. But without further ado, I think it makes sense because we have these points occasionally where I just start to ramble. And, you know, if we had a producer, we'd definitely be you know, using a, a train wreck uh, sound, you know, sound at this point. One last point. If you are a videographer or somebody who's, you know, maybe a photographer, we're looking for, to connect with a few folks. I gave my email address before, aj at 16ozcanvas.com. Have a few ideas in mind for you know bringing this uh, together in maybe a different media format, and we'd love to you know discuss some ideas or just talk to some new folks and see see what we need to do to make that happen. But like I said, let's get right back into it. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Part two. Mickey Drecky, 16 ounce canvas, episode 58. Art of Craft Beer podcast, right here. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Again, the reason that we, you know, found you, um, and was was because of you know the work that you're doing and continue to do with Off Color. You know, how did, how did that, how did that come about? How did you team up with them, and you know, kind of what's the what's the story there? Yeah, that's a good place to, yeah, should talk about that probably. Um, so, I have known John Laffler for like 13 years something like that, like 12, 12 years, something like that. And we have like, we have a mutual friend who put us in touch and he was collecting some of my art. Um, just like hanging out, I would give him stuff. And then I think one of his girlfriends like bought something from me. She commissioned a couple pieces and we lost touch for a while. And I ran into him at a party and he was like, Hey, I'm opening a brewery and I need somebody to draw pictures. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's do this. So we started working on the logo together and then got scurry and troublesome rolling. And I was like, I'm a teacher too. I don't know if I have like time for a lot of stuff, but I'll just like work on these couple labels and that'll be the end of it. I had no idea that this was going to be like 40 I just counted how many labels we've done, 47. 47 labels, AJ, that's so many. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, for you being like, uh, <laughs> I like for you being like, I don't think it's going to go very far. I did a couple things. And then, uh, and again, you won't say it, so I'm going to say it. Your work, the work that you do with Off Color is in a land of so much, 
is so unique. I mean, the the black and white, the I mean, obviously a few of them have color, but like you know the the rawness of it, the the hand drawn, the whole vibe is is so obviously. I mean, I guess on some level, what we're trying to do is have a show about branding and labels and creative, but like that's that stands alone. I mean, on the shelf, everything, the use of the white, the use of white space, what you're doing is in an area that's hyper competitive and you don't see a lot of that it's super unique and that man that that's your style like that's that's fucking awesome nikki there i'm gonna say it it's awesome and that's you that's great thanks um yeah it's actually something that i kind of had to work on that style because it's not natural for me it wasn't at first for me drawing something really naturalistic because I grew up watching these, you know, it's, you know, in nature, watching these nature documentaries, really trying to re- represent things re- in a realistic way was my goal. And I also love science. So like really admire people, scientific illustrators. And I kind of wanted to be one for a while. So that was my goal. And then when they would tell, they told me to draw a mouse. They're like, okay, we want, we want a mouse. We want a field mouse because field mice hang out at the brewery more than we do. So we should pay respect to them. And so I like drew some mice, some realistic looking mice, and then kind of like worked on making it look a little sketchier and sketchier. And they were like, we want it even sketchier, you know? So they guided me to like, loosen up a little bit and kind of find the voice of the brand and yeah now now it's like really influenced the way I draw in my own life because I do so much work for them and I've worked on that and it's actually just helped me find my own style as an artist do you have do you have I mean this question I don't cringe asking it but I'm gonna go for it do you feel you Cringe. have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the, this is this is the question. It's like the rite of passage question because I would say ninety eight percent of the people hate this question. So I'm going to ask it to you. Is do you feel mm-hmm. you have an aesthetic that like is yours, or do you do you feel that you're you know, you're, you're adaptive, so you don't necessarily have one you know style that you, that that's you go for? I that, there we go. There, boom. Oh man. Well, my own drawing is really. Okay, so here's the thing. When I draw with, like, pencil or pen, I have my own style. And then when I paint, it's a completely different style. Um, Give me a hunk of charcoal, and that's a lot different, too. Like, I told you I was a painter, and I went to college for painting, which, for my... For the graduation exhibition, I had 35-foot-long dead deer hanging from meat hooks from the ceiling of the gallery. Those are really aggressive. You know, I painted with, like, a broom dipped in paint and, like, sweating and, you know, spray painting and layering stuff. They were really intense. <laughs> so that, I would say... <laughs> yeah. Do I have a style? Yeah, I have all these, like, different styles. and. Now what I do most with most practical drawing with pen and pencil. And with that, I mean, 
people will ask me for the off-color style, but that's kind of, like what I was trying to kind of explain is that, like, when I first started, it was more scientific illustration, kind of, like, accurate representational work that turned into me just, like, still doing the same subject matter, but loosening up. So working for this brand has influenced my own personal art-making style. Well, I think that's the beauty of it, that you allowed, like, you allowed it to, you know, it's not a set in stone you know the beauty of art is that you can everyone has their periods right and so you look at okay this is his you know hers blue period or whatever you know and so it's just it's just great that you know that people are that you can that you can even do that like i'd be like oh i can draw the stick figure and i'm gonna draw you the same stick figure every time so so yeah so mm-hmm. i just i just love it because even with the off-color stuff like i love the mouse like you have to find the mouse like is he in every Every label is that is that my assumption or is that not correct? That's he's in most of the labels, but not everyone. We have um, we started out by putting him in everyone. That was the idea. We're like, okay, we can fit him in somewhere. But then sometimes he doesn't have to be like. Let's see. I'm kind of scrolling through. I. Um, have the labels out in like somewhat chronological order in front of me just because there are 47 of them and it's like I wanted to yeah it's beautiful wanted you go, to jog you go... my memory with that like whiskers when we started doing the large format we stopped putting you know trying to have the mouse on there trying to have mischief so whiskers I think was the first one where we didn't and then like I don't know about any of the other smaller format ones field museum when we did the worry for the field museum he's on there but he's like on the cup like we found different creative ways to integrate him into the design yeah he's so he's so cute and cuddly you guys is there plush there should be like some plushy little animals emmer i know i want to make cat toys yeah, that'd be awesome with cat drugs. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? What do you, what do you give the cats? We go crazy. Cat, yeah. yeah, they go whack. Mm-hmm. Our cats go insane for that. They like, roll. Yeah, roll I thought it would be pretty around. cool to have some. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> it would be awesome. That's, a, yeah. So, from a, I mean, because you're as busy as it gets. So, the fact that we're getting a, an hour of your time is, I thank you again, but um, what's the, from a project management standpoint, how does that work? Obviously there's, what I really love about Off Color is their portfolio of, of beer is, you know, varies in styles and some of the, you know, there's barrels galore, but what is, what is the, the project management style, like life, you know, life cycle like for you? How far in advance do you know about a beer coming and, you know, in that, in that nature? Um, well, it's a really creative um, environment here, and people are constantly, like, I don't know. Everybody who works here has some say, kind of, in, like, what's going on with, like, oh, we should call it this. You know, everybody kind of sitting around, like, naming something because they just, like, threw some cherries into a barrel of beer or something, and, like, now it's a new beer you know, and they're like creating something new all the time. I hear about it sometimes in advance. Like it varies 
big time for me. Sometimes it's like, oh, we did this thing already, and it needs a label like yesterday. So hurry up and <laughs> make something. That happens more often than me having a lot of advance notice. Um, just because of the fact that they're so creative and they're constantly making making stuff, making new stuff, changing it up a little. You know, they're not satisfied with making the same few beers over and over again. You know, it's not very fun. Um, so they're, yeah. And I don't really know anything about beer. All right, cool. Yeah. But... <laughs> I think that's helpful. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, when when Nikki agreed to meet with me, I didn't know much. About, I, I had uh, unfortunately several martinis in, so I apologize again for that. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that was. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I like beer, but I don't know why I like beer. Like, I would love to go to a class and just like just drink, like bring all the beers I like, and then just people explain to me like how I can find other beers like that. Like that'd be a good that'd be a good game. Like here. These are my ten favorites, and then they tell me what the things are about them, and then maybe I could start using that. But I, I don't know; I have no idea about that. Oh, I feel like there should be an app for that. Yeah, you just give me like I like there this. There may this, be one like, already. Cool word, yeah. Just cool. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. Just, if you like, yeah, just cool words to use. Like, how, how can I sound like? A, yeah, I'm going to the craft brewers conference at the end of the month, and I'm just worried that I'm going to be like stick out like a sore thumb. I'm like, oh, I can't really talk about it. I think you just drink it because at first I tried to learn. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I tried to learn about beer and it was like, I, I don't know, I'd ask questions and there was this like energy of like, Nikki, I don't want to talk about beer with you. Like, I didn't, mm-hmm. it was like, like John, especially, you know, I'd ask him some questions and try to learn a little bit. And he was like, no, you're like my one friend who I don't have to talk about beer with. So let's not talk about beer. Let's just drink it. And I'm like, cool. The pressure is off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now, is there a style sheet? Like with some of the, a lot of the uh, labels have like all white as like the base background, but then there's some that you use color in and then other ones that the the kind of the background is, is black. Is is there is there a rhyme or reason for that or is that just kind of like you just kind of pushing you know, pushing the envelope? Well, when they're black and white, those are just gonna be like our um those are like the twelve ounce, you know. <laughs> those Smaller labels, usually. And you know what? I'm, I, as I say that, I laugh because I see 15 feet and we had some silver in there too and it's like laid out with all this color splash. So we might change that up a little. But generally speaking, the large format beers are the only ones we play with um, color on. Okay. And LA has the black background, Dinosaur's black. Those are just like the night scenes. So... Sometimes we splash a little silver, black and white for the smaller format. Spots, though. Spots has some, it's the color, the silver splash on that. Um, yeah, so the large format ones will have, we have more fun with. Okay. We kind of take a little bit more creative freedom with those. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. And the, yeah. The, the Dino S'mores beers, it, they're whatever they're fucking incredible so i love those so it's always good to be local and like just places have that on tap it's like oh so it's so good 
Some of the large format ones? Is that uh, what you're saying? I'm just, the, just the whole Dino S'mores beer is awesome. Oh, I mean, yeah, oh just, Dino S'mores. Yeah, oh, yeah, Dino yeah. S'mores. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Dino S'mores. Oh, God. Have you tried it with the coffee? Yes. The coffee one? I had that once, and it was like, it was so good. It was on tap somewhere, and it was just, it was amazing. Uh Dino s'mores. Wow, cool. oh God, dinosaurs. Oh, man, that's terrible. I am just, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Whatever. Folks, if you, if you listen to this podcast, you already know that it doesn't, I mean, I've gotten worse than that. But yeah, oh, man, that's so much better. That's, oh, God. Anyway, moving right along. That was terrible. But now what are some What are some of your favorites? What do you, you know, because you have your little office at the, at the, at the new uh, mousetrap. So what, what, what are some of your favorites from the, the lineup? Like some of my favorite to drink, uh, labels to drink. or beers to drink. Yes, we'll go with yes. Yeah, I mean, I really love Troublesome and Apex Predator. Um, those are my go-tos. But then Fierce, when we have Fierce or Yuzu Fierce in the summer, that's definitely my favorite. Like, I like how it's like tart and super refreshing. Um. Other than that, like, man, Hellbroth, that's one of my favorite labels and one of my favorite beers ever. It has cranberries in it, and it's great. I like sours, so yeah, that's what I'm drawn to, so yeah. That's awesome. Now, we were talking before, before we started rolling tape, and what are you working on right now? You're working on... We were talking before the barrel aging and just what have you. You're working. I mean, we had the murals before, and you've done some other interesting products. But can you give us a little heads up what you're working on right now? I, I think you said you're working on a, a barrel, like oh the yeah. <laughs> um, so a gentleman approached me about helping him um, ask his girlfriend to marry him oh, no with pressure. my art. No pressure there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was like, um, I'm curious to see like what you have in mind, like what, what you're thinking. But he, he was like, yeah, we really love beer. And that's a big part of our relationship. She has a seller and like they travel the world and appreciate beer on their travels. And they really love our brand. They love off color and they come here and hang out quite a bit. So he reached out to me and he was just like, you know, it would really be cool to have like a mock tour and to reveal like a piece of art that you make that has me as the mouse. You know, he, this is what he's asking for. Um, he wants, wants to have the mouse with a ring presenting it to her three cats. <laughs> so I'm going to paint it on a barrel for them. And that's happening it's happening soon. So um, that's what I'm working on today. I'm just kind of gessoing the barrel and getting it set up so I can so I can start painting it. And um, yeah, they're going to be able to cut it down and put it on the wall and have it around them in their family home. And as like an event, I think it'll be really exciting to be here and experience that really unique. Yeah, that's just, that's, that's just, yeah, this is a compliment to your your work. I think it you know, it makes it makes people happy, and so that's a that's a bucket list, I guess. Actually, I don't know if it's a bucket list because I don't know if I would ask you that a year ago, you probably would never even thought that someone would come to you for that. So that's such a unique experience that you get to be part of that. So 
Good, yeah, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, totally. I'm, you know, I'm honored that somebody would put me in charge of such an important moment. You know. Yeah. Let's so see. yeah, I definitely think it's awesome. Let's hope she says yes. I mean, I hope that goes well. That part. Of no it. pressure, <laughs> though, right? Like in the drawing, I just have to stop thinking about what it's for. Yeah, you're just like, like yeah, you're just the conduit. Like, yeah, you're just, you're peaceful. You know, it's I don't think it's gonna make or break the yes or no decision. So I just think you just gotta focus on the art. So be good. <laughs> like I was gonna say yes, but the mouse looks really pissed off, and I just can't. I can't. Right. You know. <laughs> that does not look like Sammy. <laughs> yeah. Right. These little these cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Now, are you uh, That's the thing, though. Yeah, when people ask for their animals to be drawn, you know, or I've done, um, I recently for House Lion, one of the guys who works for us, he has this cat, um, Little Bitches or Floof Tail. And he's like, draw little bitches for, um, for House Lion, like in a cardboard castle. And so, like, I want to draw, you know, you need to make the the cat look like the cat and um there is a little bit of energy on that and pressure because the people live with them um but yeah i mean it's i think it'll be pretty easy to nail this one and yeah give them something simple and just kind of fun yeah i think it'll be super cool so hopefully you know like i said hopefully it goes well and uh we we'll, we'll, we'll hear about it but uh Look forward to seeing that. I just think it's unique, a, a unique canvas, so to speak, for 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 you. So, was it was it harder for you to to go for the smaller canvas of the label size versus your murals, or just kind of, or you feel you're pretty versatile in that regard? Like just having to make tiny, we call them canvases, right? The the labels was at first was that hard for you to to create on such a small scale? Oh no, because. It's beautiful, AJ. I can draw any size I want. And then Tim can format it and kind of like resize it. And he does, he does his thing. So I actually usually, um, I've, I never think about scale. That's good. And sometimes I don't even have to draw it all together. You know, I can just draw the elements separately. So I don't have to worry about making it perfect perfect in one composition perfect right. i can just make this is the perfect little you know mouse underwater or you know little koala or prisoner mouse yeah. mouse holding on to a yuzu <laughs> and then on the in the background elements i can draw separately and we can put them together yeah now i, I saw on and this is a very nerdy place to, to find more information about you, but on LinkedIn, that tattoo illustration. Now, have you had any of your your pieces as as, as tattoos, or, or do you have tattoos of your own pieces? I have... Um, I've seen a few of the things that I've drawn for off-color on people's bodies on, like, social media. Okay. I've had people, like... Yeah, um show me some stuff this somebody got the apex lion on his calf like huge and i've seen the mouse a couple of times i've never seen him in person but um yeah i don't have any of my own work on me that i've illustrated i outsource that just because i appreciate tattoo artists and what they're Uh, doing and other artists 
me too. But, but yeah, this uh, really, really cool lady in New York reached out to me and she asked me to draw her, like, do some illustrations for a sleeve, wow. a floral sleeve. That was yeah. cool. That's and super cool. when that when that popped up, I was just like, "Well, that's awesome!" And she she wanted it because she liked my own personal work, so um, that felt really good to work on. And it's super cool seeing it on her. That's amazing. And yeah, yeah I've done some other tattoo illustrations here and there for people, um, just smaller scale stuff. But that was probably the coolest. It is super cool, right? Because I mean, I, I I I love your art, and we'll get some, and we'll hang it, we'll have it in the studio, but. You know, obviously that like, but obviously the the permanence of of tattoos. I I, I loved. I have I don't have any, but I, I I feel more and more that I speak to individuals like yourself and a few of the other folks who do who've done or been involved with tattoo work. I just I definitely Jones for it, and I, I really like the idea. But just the permanence of it is is hard to make that decision because my, my enjoyment changes by the week, and so I'm just kind of I'm waiting for that piece that just kind of screams at me that should be on your arm all the time. How did that work? Did you just did you have to deal with the tattoo artist, or you just send her a print and then they just interpret it for the tattoo? Yeah, I just sent her the artwork, and it was amazing how accurate the tattoo artist interpreted it. Like it really, he really captured my hand. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah, that is amazing to me. Yeah. Like the because of the, with the depths and the shading and just you know fit. The body, like getting it to wrap around somebody's arm or be in a weird position, I just always find that to be incredible. So, I have a, I have a secret obsession with tattoos. So yeah, guess yeah. it's not, guess it's not a secret I anymore. I it with watercolor too, which, which was really cool, to see how it was like a watercolor wash and the way that it fit on her arm. Yeah, what's that? What did you ask? Oh no no! I just said uh, I said I have a secret obsession. I said, well, I guess it's not a secret anymore. So yeah, just just, just <laughs> right. yeah, just ignore me. I can edit myself out, so don't worry about that. But <laughs> and edit me out. No. <laughs> when I sound goofy. You don't sound um, goofy at all. Yeah, it's weird. I've never, you know, it's just a different format of conversation for me. But yeah, it's you... cool. Um, it's cool. It's just like you know, talking about myself and my art. I'm usually. Um, really simple with it just like to yeah i draw this stuff well, and yeah. like to look forward to what's happening next so much so much more you know and like revisiting though is actually really cool well good so it's cool to have this experience right now to really think about and to actually count how many labels i've done for this company and to kind of think about the progression of our aesthetic and how it's becoming a lot more creative with these large format. And also because we have this tap room now with a drafting table for me. So I'm in my little space and I have a little art studio around people who are creative and interested. And it's just nice to have, you know, feedback and people around when I'm making art, <laughs> which is usually a solo endeavor, you know? Yeah. I just, I mean, from, Okay, so we've been talking for a while now. I just really, your perspective and the way you look at life and you, you know, enjoy things, the good, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly that come through with life, you really are able to capture that and, you know, find a a positive. And so I just, I'm, I'm glad. I don't think, I think that what you're speaking about or experiencing, you know, 
you're a very humble person and just artists I've spoken to in general, they don't always look at themselves and they like to let their art speak for themselves. And so it's nice just to to learn more about you and the process and you know, how you came to get here. And so yeah, this was really a, it's a nice way for us to, you know, I think this should be the last, one of our last episodes of this season. So it's really just nice that we're able to, you know, get you, get you, get you talking and verbalizing. I've, you know, I've got to you know, interact with you on a, you know, limited basis. So I, I knew that you, you know, it would be a great guest. And so just, um, I'm glad that you're kind of vibing that and feeling that, you know, being excited about this opportunity. So it means a lot to me. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, AJ. I really appreciate what you do. Well, I appreciate, I, well, I, pre- I appreciate you, Nikki. So yeah, I think that just like having folks like yourself agree to be a part of it just kind of makes me feel, you know, feel good and validates what I'm trying to do. And I, if you appreciate it, then it means even more. So thank you. Cool. You're welcome. Well, this last question will be, I think this is probably the easiest. I mean, it's just, it's, um, it's a little self-serving for me, but, um, in a previous life, um, you've actually seen the face made for radio. So you, you would agree with this. Um, I used to be a DJ. And so what type of music or what's the vibe? Obviously you're creating a little bit while you're at the mousetrap, but, are you listening to tunes? Are you kind of getting in a you know quiet place? What's the what's the what's the vibe when you're creating? Oh yeah, I love listening to music when I create. Lots of hip hop, like listening to Doom Tree at the moment. Right. Um, they're a hip hop collective from the Twin Cities. Do you know them? I do not. No, this is that's why I'm saying this is self serving. I take I take everything you say and I put it down and I make I add it to my playlist. So like I'm. I, then I can sound like I'm like even cooler to people. So like, oh yeah, I know, I know, I know, Doom Tree. Yeah, yeah, they rock that shit. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I listen to a lot of Doom Tree. I've been listening to like Lion Babe and um, just Hiatus Coyote from Australia. I like them quite a bit. Um, yeah. What else? I don't know. Just some some Flume. A little bit of, I like him. He's an Australian DJ as well. Some flight facilities. Um, it's like witchy music, like the knife. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like to have some kind of vibe. It depends on what, how I'm feeling, but mostly upbeat. Okay. You know, lyrical stuff. Is, certain, is it certain yeah. styles depending on the project? Like, is there like your off-color music and then your mural music and then, you know, what have you, or is it just kind of, it's day to day? When I was working on that mural, I listened to a lot of Sampa. Um, it was just like stuff that I can kind of like sing along to and dance. It's more like when I'm working on big paintings, that's what it, that kind of ends up being, being what I'm into for that kind of, that kind of vibe or like super hyper stuff that keeps me awake just day to day really depends on how I'm feeling. But when I'm working on like off color stuff or like personal work, it'll just usually be some more like ambient an ambient vibe. Yeah. And I think that I can see in that, uh, you know, the palm trees and the giraffe are just very vibrant and, you know, full of life. So I think you're listening to salsa music is, is perfect. It's (laughs) fitting. Even the color, even the colors, you know, like that yellow is, is a very, you know, Spanishy salsa vibe to it, so I totally, I totally get that. Man, I love working large scale. I should go to if you know anybody in Connecticut or at some walls or some people anywhere who want me to how to travel. It's like 
my dream really to travel and just paint murals for people. Yeah, I started following some. Yeah, I started some. I started following some like mural artists that are like doing these huge, massive pieces in like Europe and stuff like that. And they, it's so like I like a good time lapse, but it's so like insulting in a way. Like it's like okay, this person spent like a week on this, and now you just made this video. It's like fifty seconds. Like it's so like it's just like it's so hilarious. It's funny, mm. but like visually, it's beautiful. But just yeah, I I love the murals, and I think now again now more than ever, people are willing to you know it's not like considered graffiti, right? Murals are now like a part of, you know, cities infrastructure and you know what they consider the arts and the culture. So it's, it's exciting. So if you are listening to this and you have some space for, for Nikki to blow up, it's Nikki with two K's N I K K I J A R E C K I at the G at gmail.com. So we would love that. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It actually popped into my mind when you said that about, you know, street art, how it's not graffiti and how it really takes a lot of time. Um, I actually did some embroidery, graffiti, like style embroidery, some wild style stuff a few years back when I was in an art education course and we were like working with the university of hip hop. Um, yeah, it it took me I think three months to to write out this word. Um, what did I? I can't even remember what it was right now. I'm like blanking on it completely. But it was all it, oh, it's a glory, and there was a crow underneath it, and it was about like you know the intelligence of the avian world, crows specifically, and just like learning about everything that we were learning about about social justice and about the power of street art. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to take it and like kind of translate it to this medium that takes forever because when you throw up a tag, you know, that's very fast. You don't want that to take you a long time when you're graffitiing, <laughs> when you're just throwing up your tag on some property. Um, so it's like something that usually takes like maybe 15 seconds, you know, it took me three months and that was a lot of fun. I don't do a lot of embroidery work now, but that's something I'd love to get back into. Yeah, what I've what I've come to appreciate f- from you is that you're always open to kind of exploring or just kind of uh, you know breaking the barriers or trying things new or reinventing previous things you've done. So it just uh, it's been a real, it's a real, been a real pleasure getting to kind of you know get a to see what you're doing and just kind of get to even and just just in trying to schedule stuff right. I get to you know connect with you and learn learn where. It, this is going to make me sound old, but if you don't get the reference, where in the world is Carmen San Diego, right? You know, where in the world is Nikki Jarecki? And it's just been a, you know, this has been a really good process. And, it, you know, it's been, it's uh, really excited again. I keep reiterating that, but it's just uh, excited to, to have you and, you know, what you're doing, you know, to be able to collaborate on this one. Thanks, AJ. It's been fun for me, too. Awesome. Well, yeah, we're, we're good, Nikki. That's, a, that's a, as we'd say, that's a wrap. So I really uh, just want to, you know, thank you. I, I appreciate you and your work, and you know what you what you're doing, and you know. Cool. I uh, hope it turns out okay for you. I felt like I was like suddenly felt clouded and like felt like I was stumbling around a bit, but hopefully I spoke clearly and no, you gave you some yeah. good content. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I think um, there's nothing. I didn't notice, so I think that people are very. 
I, I'd sit, I sit in this small room in her house and talk to myself for many hours a week. So I, I guess I'm kind of used to it. But I think people just don't realize that they, you know, when they get kind of introspective and, and talk about themselves and their journey, it's it's a it's weird for people. And you know, I can understand. Yeah, it yeah. is weird. It's weird. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. It feels like you're like I don't know. I never like you said like. I mean, just like thinking yeah. about myself is just, you know, I really, what I really love is thinking about like how I can help other people and lift right. up others. Yeah. So yeah. like when I'm looking, I feel uncomfortable kind of thinking about me. It's natural. Um, yeah. Right. Because if I said to you, like, oh, Nikki, tell me about the new mousetrap. You'd be like, or hey, what about, because you can like remove yourself from it and become something bigger than yours. So I, I think I just think it's important because folks like yourself and I believe art makes the world a better place. It, it allows people to have a creative outlet, say things they maybe can't verbally or share, and you know, it just it just it makes it makes things more enjoyable visually and message wise and socially. You know, I think that you can say a lot, you know, and it allows people to interpret things different. So yeah, I'm I'm glad you were. I'm glad you embraced the maybe what was a little uncomfortable or awkward for you at times, but to me it was super, it was super natural, and it, I, I didn't feel there was any. I mean, I've had interviews where they've gone maybe 25 minutes, and it was you know one word answers to everything, and those were hard because you know like I, I did I, I understood that it was an uncomfortable situation, but yeah, we're we, we we've spoken for well over an hour, so I don't think you realize that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we can cool. keep on talking, but yeah, of course we have things to do and stuff. Yeah, well, exactly. I definitely, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah. I, I've, I've, uh, you know, we're this. This would be an edit point, but I definitely want to talk about you know once you know when, when I'm maybe when I'm back in Chicago, you know, I mentioned to some of the other Chicago artists that you know maybe we can do some sort of kind of pop up art show or something together. And so I definitely want to. Uh, oh right, yes, we were talking about that. Um, yeah. So I wanted to tell you, I don't know if you plan on being in town at all for Chicago Craft Beer Week. When's that? Were you, um, that's like at the end of May. Oh, man. That's like, is that I guess, Memorial, I guess like, it's coming up pretty quickly. Yeah, isn't it like Memorial so, Day weekend? Isn't it like, yeah, around that time? Uh, all right, I'll brainstorm. Yeah, I'll brainstorm. Well, we're going to have um, an exhibition. I didn't know it was going to be happening this year because the guy who has curated it in the past, passed away oh. um, really suddenly, suddenly, unexpectedly. He's a really amazing supporter of craft beer and the art of craft beer specifically. And he started this about five years ago as a part of Craft Beer Week. He, I, I've been on board with him from the, since the first year. And he just, he curates about, you know, nine artists to come in and show their work. And he has no, he doesn't like say, he didn't say that it had to be what you do for the brewery, but he's just like, just show your work, whatever you want to show. So I, last year we didn't do it because he passed away. And then this year I received an email. I just received an email this month. I mean, that said, you know, Hey, we want to keep it going in his honor. So that's going to be at the end of the month. And yeah, I'll, I'll shoot you pictures and stuff of that. And like, 
you know. Yeah, yeah let me know. I mean, if, 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 there's a, if there's a date that it is, I mean, maybe I can just fly out for the day and come back. You know, it's pretty easy for me to get to Chicago. Oh, cool. I mean, I, I can't yeah, promise, but cool. I, know, I know that, uh, oh, yeah, I definitely could just maybe take a personal day and just do it. I would love, love to be a part of that. So, yeah, keep me updated. Yeah, man. I think you would love it, and you can meet some artists, too. And Yeah, what, we're, mean, yeah, what we're doing here in Connecticut um, – to kind of come, the same vein, I, I rented out a, a gallery in New Haven, Connecticut, and uh, we're gonna have some of the previous guests. I think right now we have eight artists that are agreeing to do it. Um, news will come out probably in the next week, and so we're gonna call it the Art of Craft Beer. And what the, what this guy basically did was what we're gonna do. Obviously, some of it will have some of their maybe early sketches or comps of the labels and then some of their personal kind of art and we'll just have a two-week kind of um, installation at this gallery so i'm pretty excited cool cool yeah yeah that's great yeah my hope is that if it yeah, goes well that we can like kind of yeah too. exactly yeah but it's yeah basically it's this is local to me so i can kind of fine-tune it and then if it's something that takes off basically just take a region you know chicago is probably one of our most popular areas and so chicago and then maybe California, and then I think that we have a good following in, like, Philadelphia, Richmond, Virginia. So, well, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I just like it, and it's I just like meeting people, and so it would be fun. So we'll see what happens. Right, absolutely. I think that's great. And I know that Dave has mentioned that, um, I mean, we, we have this space here, and he's actually mentioned, you know, we should do art shows of your work, Nikki, and, like, we should get, you know, do something like what Keith was doing at the Village Tap with his, annual exhibition but we do have gallery space so i mean yeah, we, great yeah. Venue, so yeah we've got probably yeah we've probably got like six or seven folk let me just let me pull up our instagram and to see who you know uh uh let's see yeah finish who does for half acre um adam joey potts i mean we've got yeah we've got jordan at uh uh, Solemn Oath. So we've got it. Yeah, we've got a good, good kind of Chicago base. I re- I was looking at stats the other day, and Chicago is like one of our biggest like followers, which is crazy. So it's kind of cool. Wow, wow, yeah, that's really cool. Let All me right. see what date this is right now. I can tell you this right before we get off the phone. And yeah, then... Jetsa who does stuff for Hot Butcher. Yeah, he's he's really good and he does a lot of social, socially conscious work. So yeah, yeah. There's Chicago. Oh, kinda... nice. Chicago's kind of crazy, actually. Now, like, yeah, we done work with Pipeworks, so yeah, there's definitely a good good amount of folks. Yeah, yeah, you have a lot. Yeah. Um. So okay, amazing. here's oh, it's gonna be May twenty fourth. All right, May twenty fourth. That's a Thursday, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah, because I have a batch for the weekend before. So yeah, I'll definitely I'll, I'll I'll look into it and see if I can make that work. That'd be awesome. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and let if, me know. And if, and, you, and if you're um, planning, yeah. if you need any help, introduce any artists that you know, we've had or just anything I can do to help, you know, please let me know. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Um, it's been a pleasure. And All right, I'll Nikki. Talk to you soon. All right, cool. Cheers. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. And there we have it, folks. Nikki Jarecki, Off Color Brewing, 16-ounce canvas. Episode number 58, Cinquenta y Ocho. I want to thank everybody for taking the time to join us here. Another great episode, another great week here at the 16-ounce canvas. We are just having a great time. Loving what's going on, loving the energy. 
Loving all the feedback. Really excited. Once again, this 16 ounce canvas will be presenting to you the art of Trev Beer this summer, July 14th to the 29th at the Keller Liddell Gallery in New Haven, Connecticut. Stay tuned for more information with that. Check us out on all the social sites, 16OZ Canvas. Also, as a reminder, we'll be at the Craft Brewers Conference next week in Nashville, Tennessee. Please get in touch, AJ at 16OZCanvas.com. I'll pass over the digits, or you can shoot me an instant message or DM or whatever the hell you call it on social, uh, Instagram or probably Twitter, the best too. And we'd love to get together. We'd love to chat with you. Look for us with the microphone, walking around town on the conference floor. We'll be asking for your opinions on your favorite labels and designers in the craft brew scene for a very special episode where we'll basically just mash it all up together and see what we come out with. It will be high in protein. It'll be a lot of fun. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Once again, folks, this is episode number 58, Nikki Jarecki, Off Color Brewing. Check her out the Mousetrap. Get in touch. Find out how you can order some of her great work. And until next week, we thank you, and we thank you, and we thank you. We're out. Peace. Peace.